This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. This is your instant reaction to Texas Tech falling in the Sweet 16, 78-73 to the Duke Blue Devils. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Michael, what's up? Oh, man. Um, okay, this is going to sound weird. It's hard to even be mad at this point or upset. And, and you may disagree, but when a team has mostly contested shots for the last seven and a half minutes, drains every single one of them, it's, it's hard to get too mad about losing that. That's just when you kind of almost have to like tip the cap because holy crap, when that Duke offense is running, when those guys are hitting like they can, it is impressive. I mean, tech went toe to toe with three NBA players tonight, possibly two first rounders. Um, I, I don't know. That's like, that's like my glass half full take. Also just how well, most of our guys played, uh, you know, the, the, the counter end of that is in that during that stretch tech, just offensively really had trouble getting anything going. Yep. And I, I mentioned not on the podcast or anything, so there's no record of it, but it, I did mention to people I talked to you about the game today. I just thought tech is not going to sustain any sort of drought scoring drought in this game. And they, they somehow were able to in the first half, but the second half, you know, when you've got a team who shot 71% on you in the second half, if you have even a two-minute scoring drought, it turns into a 7-0 run. It's just, whew. I just, I've just been talking. What, what do you, you got to say, man? How are things over there? So, I don't disagree um, entirely with what you just said. I will say um, the concerns we had all season came up to bite you. Your offense going non-existent at key moments in the game. Mm. The end of both halves, both halves, you went on three-minute scoring droughts. You, you can't do that. You were you go into half with the lead and and it, there were a couple guys in our Slack chat that said we should be up more and yeah we should have because we let them come come back and make it a little bit closer before halftime and I was trying to be I, w- I was choosing to be optimistic Michael and I said you know what that means that we're playing not our best ball and we still have a lead on Duke I was I was surprised that you took that. <laughs> Because let's let's face it, I mean, I'm I'm not really super optimistic either. But uh, 
yeah, uh, I was surprised to see you take that stance of optimistic Spencer. It was, it was refreshing. It felt good. And then they came out and scored and, and shot 71% in the second half. But you go on a scoring drought. Um, let's see. What side is that on? Yeah. The only place yeah. I can find it is you were well, so, not the only place. I'm, 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 I'm on ESPN right now. Uh, cause the stat broadcast is locked cause you know, stats on one website aren't the same as stats on another website, but whatever. Yeah. We're not big. We're not big J journos. We don't get the, we don't get the access code, which is probably just go Duke Three nineteen. You have a 68, 66 lead and your offense fucking yeah. vanishes. Yeah. By the time you score again, just completely you're down five. You're up to down five. You're often just fart in the wind. It's gone against a team yeah, I mean, that plays were, absolutely no freaking defense. They don't care to play defense. This was self-inflicted as it has been most of the season. You go on nine minute stretches because you throw the ball away or you take stupid ass shots. Yes. The, the turnovers were, were tech committed to turnover. It wasn't, good defense it was a bad pass because duke it doesn't was, play defense it was tech the the player just kind of let go of the ball and just handed it to a duke player or they telegraphed what they were about to do and just threw it straight to a duke player i mean it wasn't like it was it's not like someone cut a passing lane it was always just missed ball handle just something didn't go well offensively so it was it was really an interesting game because for a lot of it, it was, you know, each side of the court was completely different. Like Tech's offense has struggled and not been that great. Duke's defense is not that great. So the seeing them battle was interesting. And then the other opposite side, seeing an elite offense battle an elite defense, especially in that first half was exhilarating television. I loved it, but I mean, d- despite how poorly Tech played on offense for good chunks of the game, I mean, somehow Bryson Williams came up with 21. McCuller had 17. Mm-hmm. Williams was 8 for 16 on shooting. I mean, he was 50% from the line. As a team, Tech shot 47%. I said 50% from the line, just from the field. But as a team, Tech shot 47%. Duke shot 52, which is still crazy, but... On the surface, both of those numbers look good. I think if you and I came in and thought, if someone said Tech's going to shoot 47% from the field tonight, you're going to go, wow. I think Tech may pull this one out. Um, But no. I mean, I think those were, it seems like that 47% was 31 of 66 shots. It seems like a lot of those misses were in a row and just kept piling up and piling up and we just couldn't get any sort of forward momentum past that last seven or eight minutes. And I mean, reading this, what you want, we, we, we know that Duke has historically been called for fewer fouls than most. You attempted nine free throws. All game. Get out of here with stupid yeah. autoplay ads, nine free throws all game. Now I get some of them, the the some of them stacked up for Duke late, uh, and and they shot seventeen. Um, but this is a Texas Tech team that gets to the line twenty times a game. 
first and second and round they were of the driving. tournament. First and second round of the tournament. But all of a sudden, you change the name on the jersey, and they get nine. Um, you're offensively, um, you know, you point to 47% from the field. That's, that's good. You, you, you win a lot of games shooting 47%. Um, getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home. Isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We kind of expected a little bit more offense, or I was hoping for a little bit more offense with what we thought we were going to see from the Duke defense. Um, you were still abysmal. From three, thirty-one percent, six of nineteen, uh, and even a couple of those came real late after the game was basically in hand. Um, and I look, I, I don't know what else to attribute this to, Michael, but the the rotation and the um, performance or the contributions shrank from Texas Tech. You played ten guys. You had two guys off the bench attempt six shots. You had three guys that, that played minutes in this game didn't, didn't attempt a single shot. Um, you had a, a, a starter for large portions of this season, Davion Warren, zero points, one rebound. Sorry, two rebounds. Santos Silva had four points. Um, I'm a little more lenient on Silva because of his game is, is played in the lane and he's not the biggest guy. And Duke had some freaking monsters like yes. looking at Space Jam Monstars type guys when you go in the lane against Ben Caro and, 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 and Williams. But like it was basically you played a six man rotation, just like Duke did. And you completely negated any kind of defensive advantage you would have had with the way that you play and you wear teams down. When you only rotate six guys, you matched what they did and pissed away your advantage. Well, it just seemed, 
I don't know. Well, like when Nadalny and Bacho came in, it just didn't seem right. I was, it just, I had, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel like the defense was moving as well. And the offense was somehow even worse. But why tonight? Trying to shade them. I don't know, but it it was. And I think he saw that too. And he yanked them out and put the other guys back in. And, you know, to speak to Santos Silva, he only played seven minutes and I swear he probably played three times. I don't know if he ever played more than two minutes at, at a time. It felt like he was on the floor a whole lot more than that, honestly. Yeah, it was seven minutes, but and it felt like he checked in a lot. So I think he probably mm. came in and played for like a minute and then checked back out. It's crazy. Um, yeah, rotation was definitely different tonight. I, a, I wasn't really quite sure. On a positive side, I I, I wanted. I mean, we'll, we'll get more into like the in depth review next week on Tuesday, but. Uh, O'Banner gets his sixth double double and six tournament games. Just maybe, barely, but he got it. Maybe the only guy that's done that. Um, I know he was in a group of like four guys uh, that hit was that were five for five. Um, and again, like I, I, I don't want to dog on, on players. That's not that's not where I want to be right now. I, I don't want to dog on the coaching staff as much as I already have. He had eight points and eight rebounds at halftime. He finished 10 of 10. He put up two points in the second half. I don't even know. I wish I could see the splits. I don't even know if he shot it, but once or twice in the second half. And I'm not sure where that came. I'm not, I don't know if I'm necessarily blaming him. It just as Mm -mm, the offense itself. It was, it's, it's, it's baffling to me. I don't get it. I know Duke came out with They made such a big deal about them playing the zone and, and tech started to break it a little bit, but it, it seemed like there were some missed opportunities for sure. And he attempted three shots in the second half. Okay. It was three, two mid range jumpers and one under the basket. Bryson Williams had like a, a thousand in the second half. Two, four, six, eight, nine. Everybody alert. Shannon had three. A mid range, a three, and an under the basket, and he only made one of those three. McCullough was really good down low, especially in the second half. Um gosh. Arms all was all over the place. Were in double digits. Well well they they averaged. Uh, I know, I know, but they lived the, the, they lived up to the average. Yeah, there, there's six man rotation. Like we talk about the rotation shrinking. They, they technically played eight guys, which is two more than usual. Um, Theo John took one shot. Uh, who is their their normal sixth person, first person off the bench? Some dude named uh, B Jones. Bates Jones, some nobody walk on probably <clears throat> took two threes in a row and got immediately pulled. Uh, one of the backup guards, Trevor Keels came in, attempted three shots, missed all three of those. So of their non-starters, they got two points. Mm-hmm. The rest of them combined for 76. And, and we knew that was going to happen. Like they were going to, hey, they were going to play. We're giving everyone our best. They were going to play six guys 
with the majority of them coming from the the majority of the minutes coming with the starters, right? Uh, Wendell Moore, AJ Griffin, he was back. Uh, Paulo Bencaro, Mark Williams, and Jeremy Roach. I mean, Griffin. Well, Tech only had, Tech only had four off the bench. <laughs> yeah, and then you know three of them didn't even attempt a shot. Uh, Griffin missed the most when he missed six shots. Wendell Moore was four of seven. Griffin was three of nine. Bancaro was seven of 12. Williams was six of nine. Roach was seven of 11. I feel like he hit like all seven of those in the past couple, in the last couple of minutes. Yeah. He, he is so fast and so quick to cut and make to the basket. I mean, and, and a good shooter. He's a tough player. I mean, Ben Caro too. They, they, they just, that offense just, the defense lived up to the hype in the first half for Tech, at least the first 18 minutes or so. And then the offense lived up to the hype for pretty much the whole second half of for Duke. Just really blew me away. The, and I, I'm not going to be rooting for him or anything, but, um, Nah, he it was kick rocks. Uh, it was almost it was almost humbling <laughs> to see this offense start to click in the last bit of that second half, and you think, "Oh, good gosh, this is hard to stop." Who do you stop? It's like, okay, well, we're just going to lob it to Williams for a while. All right, that worked out very well. Got three buckets, I think, at and one or so a couple of free throws. We're gonna do that for a while, All right, or we're just gonna let uh, we're just like Bencaro cook a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that was, good. Then it was Roach's turn. Yeah, then it's Roach's turn. We're gonna let him cook, and he's just gonna beat people off the line. Good defensive players who are who are long and fast and able to to shift their feet and stay in position. He's gonna beat them off the line and go around them. Just an impressive team. But yeah, well, their 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 lack of a defense will come back to bite them. I, I think so. I, I don't. I don't I think, think at some point it will. I don't think that team is 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 good enough to win it all because, um, I didn't think Tech was a national title contender, and I feel like we we had our shot at Duke tonight. It's not like we got completely outclassed. We did at the, the you know last six or so minutes of the second half, like when, where it really felt like it's a different team the rest of the night it felt like you were in it you had a chance you were doing everything you were supposed to be doing or at least it felt that way look at the stats you kind of feel a little bit differently but the game was close at least um but yeah so um unfortunate end of the season i mean all seasons except for one ends in a in a loss um gonna say goodbye to a lot of this roster which we'll, yeah. which we'll get to uh, when we do the, I guess the full breakdown on Tuesday. Um, you know, guys like Santos Silva, like he's, he's exhausted all of his eligibility. Uh, Warren, I believe is, is done. Arms is done. Uh, O'Banner and Williams are done. Shannon's probably moving on. A color. May, may come back. I don't know. We'll we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, any final thoughts? Not really. I I uh, was really hopeful for an elite eight appearance, 
and I, I like that you, you would have had a shot at, at Arkansas. Yeah. Since I mean, that was what you're kind of hopeful for. Yeah. That was what you're hopeful for to, to get a rematch against them after last year's tournament, kind of some history there, some good meaning, bad blood, but I am still really impressed with what this team was able to put together, especially if we look back. I mean, we may do that on Tuesday, look back on certain stretches where what, what games did you, we watch in January or in December that made you go, there's no way this is going to be a sweet 16 team. <laughs> there were probably a few. Um, so to make it to this point, credit to the staff, the transfer guys that came in and bought in and played super hard on defense. Uh, you know, you know, Williams and O'Banner particularly. O'Banner, I just finally started watching him a little bit tonight. I, it's amazing how many rebounds he gets because he's, he's seldom the tallest guy. And sometimes he doesn't even jump the highest at when he gets it. I mean, he, he can jump. It's just, mm. he just knows where it's going to go and he knows kind of where to shove and throw his body. So that's kind of a work of art, what he's able to do <laughs> on grabbing boards. Tech's definitely going to miss that. So I, I'll have more coherent thoughts, hopefully Tuesday. We'll see. We'll see how coherent they'll be. But right now I'm just kind of uh, in shock that Duke's offense was really good and unstoppable basically for the final stretch of the game. But uh, proud of the guys and, and what they've accomplished this season. Yeah, for sure. Like, like, like we, we talked about uh, leading up to tonight, this was a, uh, an unexpectedly great season. Uh, considering where you were, you know, just last April, the coaching turnover with the roster in the state it was in. Um, so I think Mark Adams has definitely earned everybody's respect and support and trust in that he is good at what he does. He can build a roster. He can build a staff uh, and he can be successful. Um, because it, it's not like he was just relying on, on, the roster or the team that that beard built and then left him, you know, it, it wasn't like, like a lot of football coaches that you, that come in. And I think we all think about Cliff Kingsbury when his first season, when he went on that seven Oh run, um, you know, the height of the talent of, of his tenure was based on all the players that Tuberville left him. Um, and that wasn't the case when Adams took over. Cause like I said, there were just a handful of guys that were, were here, right? It was, Nadolny, uh, McCuller, Santa Silva, Agbo, Agbo, and Shannon. Yeah. And Agbo didn't even get to play tonight. Um, but then, you know, he goes out and builds the, the team around him and gets the staff around him. Um, I'll be interested to see if it's the exact same staff or, you know, if there's any kind of philosophy shifts to address some of the offense issues because it wasn't they. oh, man, if, if only we could have scored a couple more points tonight, we could have gotten, gotten to the, the lead eight. It was plagues <laughs> like halves of halves co- like entire quarters of games where you look inept and score zero points or you're only scoring points at the free throw line um, because your offense just disappears and again I don't know if it's a coaching thing if it was a just this the talent on the team that we have um, we'll get into that next year 
<laughs> I guess yeah. as the, as yeah. we start to we'll, see this we'll team again, see where we are there yeah. in November. So for Michael, I'm Spencer. This is the, this has been the 23 personnel podcast as Duke takes down the red Raiders in the sweet 16, 78, 73. We'll come back with our normal episode on Tuesday where we look at a complete wrap of the basketball season and then look on to baseball. But that'll do it for us. We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast and sharing our fandom for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. You can connect with us on Twitter at 23Personnel, Spencer at PuntSuck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. And find even more great content over on stakingtheplanes.com. Help us out by rating the show and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.